Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Now it is truly coast-to-coast coverage on Sabres Live. From the West Coast in San Diego to the East Coast in New York City and somewhere in between because I don't really know where Marty's home studio is. We continue with Shana Goldman. Unknown location, the moon. (laughs) Unknown location. (laughs) Yeah, well, your Wi-Fi provider certainly doesn't give it out because half the time it's not working. Um, Shana, our condolences on your traumatic loss that was posted on social media this week. Your gaming abilities took a hit. Is that right? I did. What did I do? I don't remember. in In the... Cart? Oh my God! I we <laughs> I'm the longest reigning Bureau Card champion. We have had a tournament going that's like been in progress for months because we tried to do multiple rounds in one night, which is very difficult to do when it's like four round ones, then a final. So we've just been like lingering, and out of nowhere, they just threw it on me like we're doing the tournament right now, and I was so nervous. I was so tense. I was like not prepared. Everyone had been drinking. I had. And it's so much tougher to start this when like that's your first drink. You're just chugging beers. And I <laughs> lost. And me and the other person who was the former champ literally were the reasons each other didn't finish because at the end we kept hitting each other with shells. So we both took ourselves out of the race that way. It it was tough. How does beer your cart works? Okay. So you have four people playing at the same time. On Mario Kart, you do a Grand Prix, so you do four races, no computers with items, random courses, so it's even for everybody, and you get a half a beer to drink in a cup, so it's easier to chug, and you can't drink on the first lap, you cannot drink and drive, so you have to put your controller down completely, and you can't like cross the finish line at the end of the race and then just chug your drink. So every race, you have to chug half a beer. So it's two beers in total, which I know doesn't sound like a lot, but we had to lower it because some people, specifically me, could not handle having four beers in this and then having to do eight in a total night. So that's what it is. You have to come in first at the end of it. And it's it's very heated. You know, like you could be like choking on your chugged beer, which I have done, and everyone will just complete. They don't even laugh at you. They just ignore you because they're so in the zone. And it's it's very intense. So everyone has to get really good at Mario Kart here, and we'll have a nice little Sabres Live tournament. Oh, okay, are you guys doing it on on the Wii? On um Switch. 
Oh, on Switch. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I haven't played on Switch yet, but I we used to do it on the Wii. So, but it'd be tough if I got my kids to do a beer cart. It would have <laughs> to be like uh, maybe uh, drinking milk, like a full glass of milk. Oh Let's see how your stomach can handle that. <laughs> do like a night. You got to do like a plain seltzer because you need it to be carbonated. Like you can drink like a spike seltzer. Someone was okay. using like the hard Arizona iced teas the other day. But I think the carbonation is like the key here because you just feel terrible as you go after chugging that. Oh boy! Okay, I like that <laughs> beer. Your cart. And you. I'm uh, done. I'm done, Marty. That's all I need. New tournament to coming uh, close uh, to Shana in uh, in New York. Uh, we'll do a full out, like full out, hundreds of people, big yes. screens. Let's get it going. Projection like the beer going. mile. Like we're gonna train for that. We're gonna train yeah. for that and the beer mile. It will be awesome. I've uh, okay. requested this. I'm requesting training for this. I can outcart anybody. It's the drinking I need to train on. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so you'll be the face of the Berio cart because you are a multiple champion. Um, just recently this week, they announced the Heritage Classic will be played out in Alberta between the Flames and the Oilers, and this guy. Connor McDavid was out there to talk to the people. We have a picture. So let's show it on MSG here. A picture of Connor McDavid. His hair is all disheveled. He's got the white t-shirt and a like open whatever shirt. Um, would you look at Connor McDavid and say he is the face of the league, especially if you looked at that press conference? This is going to come off as so mean, but it's okay. Um, Connor McDavid, I feel like, is the prime example of like you can't have it all because he has all of like the skill in the world, right? When he's on the ice, he's the most incredible player to watch. But off the ice, the personality, the vibes, the everything, they're just lacking. You know, you see like a Matthew Kachuk and you're like, okay, he has it all, right? He brings the energy everybody wants. Everyone was thirsting all over him in the playoffs because it's like, look at everything he's doing. Connor McDavid just doesn't give that. He gives like, I have to be here. I don't, he doesn't even have the energy of, I don't want to be here. It's no feeling. So I saw that and I'm like, that's that is your that's your face of the NHL. That's why you need multiple faces. I actually think Brady yeah. Kachuk is a better face than Matthew Kachuk Ooh. for the things that he does because when Brady was in Calgary for the playoffs when Matthew was playing there, he stole the show, walking up the stairs with beers in his back pockets and in his My hands hero. and like 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 chugging and, and I feel like Brady is better for that. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I think like Connor is great on the ice. Uh, Sidney is Crosby was like that. Sid was very quiet and doing his thing but Ovi was doing fountain you know snow angels and <laughs> keg stand with the cup like that's almost more fun to watch Ovechkin yeah. like in the summer of Ovi after the cup than it is watching Crosby so I think McDavid is the same way but Crosby at least doesn't look like miserable to be at everything like he's just very vanilla and I feel like that's okay yeah. right like that's who he is. That's fine. He's a little more reserved in the public. And like, I don't blame anybody for that, especially if like you're in that position, like you become a hockey player. You don't necessarily say, I want to become a star. I want to be like Henrik Lundqvist going to New York fashion week and, you know, like going to these big events. Not everybody wants that. And that's totally okay. But like when you have to go to these team affiliated events, like the all-star game, a little, a little joy. Pretend like I think Allison and I were asking everybody at the All Star Game about their favorite Taylor Swift song, and I think he was just like, "I was asked this already," and just that's oh. all he gave them. And they were like, "Can, can you pretend? <laughs> like, please." Even if it, like Nathan McKinnon said he doesn't like Taylor Swift, but he listens to other stuff and he starts talking about it. Like, at least you're giving yeah. some something. Wow. 
How do you feel about, uh, since we were on the topic briefly of Brady Kachuk, um, it's not like Jake Sanderson wasn't going to be playing for Ottawa this year. That was never in doubt, but he's now <laughs> seemingly going to be playing with them forever. Um, what do you make of the Senators and this ongoing discussion? Senators, Sabres, Red Wings, which one is finally going to elevate and grab that much coveted playoff position? Yeah, the Senators are an interesting one because I feel like they really have made progress off the ice. I like a lot of the moves they made last summer. I like that they were rewarded for playing so well by adding at the deadline. Now they have a goaltender, although like I have some question marks there. I think that they've put themselves in a good position, but they still don't stand out to me as the one to watch. The Atlantic disruptor that I was like craving to have last year. Detroit isn't doing it for me. No, like I like Alex Brinkett. I like some of the moves, but I need one more big splashy move that I'm just missing. And I think even if Maurice Sider and Lucas Raymond have incredible seasons like we expect from them, their rookie seasons, you know, built on instead of that second year slump. I'm I'm listening like I'm interested. The team for me, though, and I know it's going to sound super biased because we're talking about it here, but like I would have said this regardless. It's Buffalo. It's the Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo Sabres have become America's team. The team everybody <laughs> wants to watch. They're so exciting. And like the excite, I think the thing is to like, we're so excited by high octane games and speed and skill and pop. And the Sabres give you it on both ends of the ice. So I think that's what's keeping us interested in it too. If they work on it defensively, yes, they're going to be a little more boring, but you know, they're fun. And it just feels like they made the progress that everybody else was missing last year. And they were the more under the radar of the three teams. And now I feel like they're kind of the more prominent of the three because they impressed so much last year. So the pressure's on them to take a step forward. But I just feel like they have a, a little bit more oomph than everybody else. And Ottawa's right behind them. Okay, Despite so, not adding much, though? Yeah. I mean, they were they added on defense, which I think they yep. needed to do, right? Um, mm-hmm. And a, a lot of forward progression is going to be important here. And I think the biggest part of it all is they have the money and the assets if they need to make another move. And maybe they do. Maybe they need one more high-end winger, right? So you have someone to go alongside Skinner and Tuck and Jack Quinn. Bring in more, one more player. Like, they have, they can do it. So I don't mind that they're going to take that approach. The big question is going to be goaltending. Is the goaltending better behind this defense? Did the defense improve enough to elevate the goaltending? And we'll see. But well, the, the defense was going to be good for years because they have Darlene, they have power, right? I mean, that's important. Now, they're both in the last year of their deal. Power is entry-level deal. Darlene is bridge contract. Jake Sanderson signed, and now my math tougher is correct, for $8 million, just a little over $8 million a year. As I first read the $64.4 million, Chena, and I thought, oh, that's $7 million a year. And my <laughs> math was completely wrong. Like eight times seven is not 64, it's 56. But anyway, um, so where do we see Darlene go? Is Darlene 10 and a half and power eight and a half over eight years? Is that what we're thinking here? 19 million for those two defensemen? So your timing's very good on this because I have a story on the top RFAs for next summer coming Ooh. out next week. So I've started to look at this. And if Darlene happens to sign before that, like, are you the starring point of the story or the jumping off point? We'll decide, you know, what happens in the next couple of days. But it does feel like Darlene is in that next tier above Sanderson money-wise. And that, it, rightfully so, right? He's a top pair defenseman. He takes on the tough minutes. They have a little mm. more certainty and he's coming off such a strong season. So I understand going a little bit bigger for him. And it's also not his second contract. So it's a different situation entirely. Right. Um, it, he definitely feels like this is the franchise cornerstone that Buffalo is going to pay. And they don't seem to have that same like 
internal cap on defense that we've seen on offense. We saw that with Tage Thompson's contract and we saw it with Dylan Cousins. Like this is the range. This is everybody's going to fall below that. If you're signed by this, you know, management regime, uh, the Jeff Skinner contract's a little different, but that's not their fault. So I wonder if on defense, they're willing to go a little bit bigger and they could, or if we see that same, we're not going over eight or we're not going over this cap hit percentage, but it does feel like Darlene's prime to do that. And then power, I could see that eight or $9 million range for sure. And, you know, it's a big bet, but it's someone that you're betting on the best years of their career, right? You're betting on those prime years. It's better to make that bet now versus in five years because the contract's going to age well, you know, way better than it could at any other point. How are you feeling about the U.S. Open coming to its conclusion? Um, I'm hyped about the women's final. Coco Goff being in the final is incredible. I'm such a fan of hers. Um, And Sabalenka going across her, like that is a hard-hitting final that I think is going to be a total banger. The men's side is a tricky one because you have like two of my favorites going head to head today and Alcaraz and Medvedev. I'm hyped. I'm good either way. Um, but I know everyone wants the dream final of Djokovic against Alcaraz and I'm not going to be complaining unless the result goes the way I don't want. So I'm personally <laughs> ready to like lose my mind today a little bit. And then Sunday, like I'm locked in. I'm going to have all my superstitions set and just uh like an anxious mess for, you know, four to five hours. You better have your su- su- uh, superstitions done before the Alcaraz matchup tonight. It's not going to be an easy one with Medvedev. But quickly, I want to ask you, because obviously here in Buffalo, we're following Jesse Pagula, and, you know, she did not make it to the quarters, as you predicted on the show last week. She fell short one round in the double with Coco Goff. She fell short of the championship. She's going to play the championship uh, for mixed doubles. So she could still have a, a title. But is playing three events in this two-week time period in New York in a major too much nowadays? Like, they did it in 20 years ago. Like, yeah. everybody did it. But is three events too much? They were talking about it on one of the tennis channel the other day. Yeah, I think three might be pushing it. But I also think it depends on what you play leading up to this. Like, if you had a long two weeks and you're playing, you know, if you, in Cincinnati, you're playing singles and doubles. I don't yeah. know if you should play three events the week after and the same goes for dc and toronto before that so that's where i guess the pacing has to come in and it's that decision of we're not going to go for doubles in cincinnati right and then we're both okay to do three events the next week i guess that's how you have to balance it It, it's kind of funny because some commentators will say it's it's so much just doing doubles and singles especially if you expect to go deep in doubles so now we're adding a third event entirely but i think we've seen so many players thrive because they do doubles and pagul is one of them and so is coco Goff because they're so good net front and they're so good in different ways because they have to be so the third one yes it pushes it but i think that it's so exciting that you can do mixed doubles that i would just pace myself properly leading into the tournament that you can because you get four opportunities to do it all year and i know everybody wants to go for it and like we all want to see it Shana, what else can you tease us with as it pertains to that story you're working on for next week there are so many restricted free agents you know coming up we have elias petters and we're all going to be talking about that we have lucas raymond uh marty natchez there's all these players at different levels and different tiers of talent. So it's going to be so interesting on who does it right now, who does it before the season starts and before training camp. So that's not a problem. Who does it during the year and who waits till the end of the year and players like Natchez, you would think are the ones, if I'm Carolina, I want to get him done sooner than later. Cause I think his price is only going to rise, but he seems like someone that they'll wait for versus, you know, the Pedersons and the Dollians feel like they're going to be done sooner than later. So it'll just be interesting to see how many players go big and go yeah. for that max deal. 
and how many players learn something maybe from like an Austin Matthews of you are selling yourself short if you go for anything more than four years right now. And, you know, we expect cap growth, but let's see it happen and let's see how you can maximize your earnings. Like, I do want to see the players take control a little bit. I think it's in the best interest of teams to go for these big deals as a second and third contracts and not the 28 and 29 year olds invest in your core and deal Mm. with the rest. But I want to see the players take charge a little bit because the system is so skewed against them. We will look forward to that. It's Shana Goldman at The Athletic, and we will be back right after this. Have a great weekend, Shana. Thanks so much. Thanks, you too. Sabres Live continues on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.